The reading from today is from Job chapter 1, verse 20, verse 20 to 22. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's room, and naked I will depart. The, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. My name is Camilla, if you didn't already know that. Um, my parents are Lombe and Andrew Nimely, and Pastor Jonathan is letting me do this sermon, so thank you to him. Um, preaching wasn't something I saw myself like ever doing, as he said, is part of my journey now. But it took courage. It was almost as if something was encouraging me to do a sermon. I actually passed it on to my brother. I didn't really want to do it, but God just said, put something. And while I was taking this leap of faith, I came across miracles, just the topic miracles. It just stuck out to me because not many people appreciate the small miracles that they have in their life. But I shrugged it off and kept going on with what I was doing. Because miracles is such a broad topic. You don't see a lot of pastors preaching on it, even our pastor. But yeah, it's generally preaching on it, but not based the whole sermon on it. People in today's society get so used to saying, where's the next, or is that all, that we sometimes forget the miracles that are in our life right now. You know, what are miracles anyways? Miracles can be anything. The dictionary defines miracles as a surprise but it's really a coincidence. A coincidence, a small miracle where God chooses to remain anonymous. The great Albert Einstein said that. And I really believe it because people have miracles in their life every day, like a newborn baby or even the opportunity to wake up. But too many times people take the big and the small miracles for granted. Even the simple things such as a meal, shelter, clean water, or a family. I stumbled upon the, the verse, Job 1.20, which says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down to the ground and worshipped. But to understand the context of this verse, going back is crucial. It says in Job 1, this man was blameless. He was upright. He feared God and shunned evil. It said he had many houses, animals, servants working for him. He was living the life. But through all his success, he didn't forget who got him there, God. It says he was such a devoted follower of God that it says in Job 1.5, early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed gods in their hearts. But all this good obviously lets Satan evil, angry. God said to Satan, have you seen my faithful servant, Job? He was pretty much boasting about his servant. But Satan was in a disbelief that a man with nothing, I mean no family, animals, or servants, could stay faithful. 
It says in Bible, in the Bible, Job verse 10 to 12, have you not put a hedge around his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land and scribe, stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to his face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has in, in your power, but on this man himself, do not lay a finger. From losing all his animals and servants to fire, from painful source to the, to the sole of his feet, to the crown of his head, to all his children dying from a sandstorm. Job had almost lost it all. He was going through it, but he still had his wife, his friends, but his troubles weren't finished yet. In the verse I read for us, we can, we can plainly see Job at his lowest, but he still continues to worship, even in the midst of his trouble. He says in the verse, he came into this world with nothing and would return with nothing. Could you do that? I know I couldn't. But his troubles weren't finished yet. His friends were always seeing what Job was going through. And his friends thought Job had to sin against God for God to punish him like that. But Job swore he didn't do nothing. And his friends thought he was keeping something from them. So they left. Even Job's wife said, curse God and die. Pretty harsh, right? But Job's wife was fed up. In today's society, we're so stuck in the future that we sometimes forget to thank, forget to thank him for the little things. I stumbled upon this quote that goes, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift from God, which is why it's called the presence. This quote is by Bill Keenan, and I think this is a symbolization of why we need to thank God for the little miracles, not question him why he's doing something, but thank him for what he was doing, you know? Most of us say we have to go to work or we have to go to a hospital. You don't have to, you get to. And that's another reason I picked this story. But there's so many miracles in the Bible why I chose this one. It symbolizes a man, I mean a full human man, not like Jesus, he was holy, he was a human, just like everyone in this room. He was just like many of us, but he still remained faithful, even through the tribulations and trial. There's a lot of miracles in the Bible. For example, the great flood was basically God flooding the world. He sent Noah to build an ark. Y'all know the story. But God realizes in the day he dried the earth, and a symbolization of his good work was a rainbow. Anytime you see a rainbow, it's a symbolization of faith. But the biggest miracle God ever gave us was Jesus dying on the cross for sin. Even though many people thought it wasn't, many of his disciples thought it wasn't a miracle at the moment. But looking back right now, right, right, right now, we see it is one, it's the biggest one, because even if I do something wrong, he's gonna, he has my back. Like, I know how he has my back personally. Even Abraham, the father of nations, questioned God. 
and his good deeds. For example, Gideon, the son of King Judah, questioned God. He said, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? There are many people in the Bible who questioned God and some who didn't. But Job, instead of questioning God and his good intentions and his all good mighty, he dropped down on his knees and prays. Because even through the trials and tribulation, Job losing everything, he still remained faithful. God won the bet. But in all seriousness, Job was a God-fearing man acknowledging God's good intention that are produced by his good works and makes a person knowledgeable. When Job had lost everything, his wife told him to curse God and die. He refused, instead respond to God in faith. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. The Lord released him for captivity and prayed, even though he prayed for his friends. The Lord gave Job twice as much, animals, servants, all the people, yeah, twice as much of everything. So basically what I'm trying to say, love God and miracles will happen. We should all be strong about the situation, how Job and many others were in the Bible when they received backflash. So in summary, my sermon was about the blessings of God. And if you believe in him, good things will happen. You may not see the miracles in the moment, but they are always there. And God has a bigger and better plan for your life. Amen. What? <laughs> now, I was going to say, are oh, you coming with me? Okay, Jackson's with me today. Camilla, I got to ask you, how did that feel? How are you feeling? Feel good? I just want to say, I just affirmed you with some other things, but you may have a calling on your life to go into ministry. In all seriousness, I mean that. It was a blessing. Thank you for speaking to us today and sharing God's word with us.